Welcome to the Zanbergen Report, where wealth strategies and pop culture collide, featuring your distinguished host and certified financial planner, Bart Zandbergen. Welcome to our show of dream chasers and wealth makers. We are thrilled to be back in the studio today with a new episode of the Zanbergen Report. I'm proud to bring in the movers, shakers, and difference makers who are passionate about sharing what they have learned and what you need to know today. Today, I'm very pleased to have I'm a national celebrity. No, no. <laughs> Can I go that far? <laughs> How about local national celebrity? Local, national. local stations, different parts of the United States. <laughs> yes. How's that sound? That sounds good. I good. just thought I'd come right out of the gate to try to embarrass you. <laughs> yeah, you did a good job with yeah. that. So my guest is Tony Tantillo, known to some of you from uh, segments on our local uh, news channel on CBS Channel 2, but I know that you do other uh, national states, right? Yeah, uh, WCBS New York, KPX San Francisco, a few of the ONOs, CBS ONOs yeah. around the country since uh, 94. Yeah, since 94. It's been a long time. So you said so that you said twenty eight years in in TV and radio. Yeah, and your first podcast right here, right first now. first podcast with you. I couldn't say no to you when I asked me the gym to do it, and yeah. I said I'm not going to say no to you. Yeah, no, well, you, you. why would you? Uh, no way, no <laughs> way. I said no to a lot of people, but I, not you. I said, Without a doubt, let's do this, and that's well, what we're doing. Thank you for agreeing to be on the show. We're going to have a good time. So, Tony, let's talk about. So you're you're the the food go to guy, the food expert. Um, Am I, did I overstate that as well? No, no, not food expert. <laughs> I've been talking, I grew up in the produce market and I started talking about stuff on TV back in 94 and KPX in San Francisco. And then in 2000, I moved to New York, started WCBS TV in New York and some of the other o and O's that CBS has. And it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, it's mainly talking about produce, being in different restaurants, doing dining yeah. deals with super, with other, uh, Restaurants and uh, supermarket tips, and it was just it's it's been fun. It's been a long time. I don't do yeah. it as much as I did before because I concentrated on our food company. On your day job, my day job, <laughs> our food company, uh, Tantillo Foods, TNM Imports, and uh, mainly stayed there. Concentrated more on that because our business is kind of yeah. growing, and yeah. um, we supply many supermarkets around the country. Yeah. So let's let's kind of start back from the beginning. Sure. So you're um, are you first generation um, uh, U.S.? No, okay. I was born in uh, outside of Palermo, Sicily. Oh, so you're oh, oh, oh. a little town okay. called Bagheria. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Known for a lot of different things. Yeah. Uh, good things. And one time I was on the Godfather Three when they went back to Sicily. They went back to the Bagheria, <laughs> and my father goes, "That's our town." Kisito Paese in Italian, Sicilian. Yeah. And uh, my father. We, I was three, my brother uh, Johnny was about four or five, and we left Sicily for my father to come over here, and like a lot of immigrants did, and work hard, and yeah. start a new life, and ended up in San Francisco, okay. and um, it, it was very good, and he worked very hard to get where he was at, he passed, he passed a couple years ago, but uh, that's where you learn when you come from a family from immigrants, how to work hard every day, and a lot of things. Right. A lot of that culture is, uh, right. teaches you a lot. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. I'm, my parents are immigrants. Mm -hmm. um, they were married in Europe and Holland, and I was born here, So, that, but very soon after. Um, 
So were, was your dad in the produce business? Yes, he grew in the produce business. We grew up in the produce business. My brother's still in the produce business. My other brother's still in the produce business. I'm the only one who left the produce business and did TV, and, yeah. and my dad thought I was nuts. <laughs> Not so much now, but. Yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. So how did that transition? So you're, you're, you know nothing more about produce, you're doing your thing. How did your first um, TV thing happen? And very long ago, uh, the San Jose flea market in San Jose, I had fruit stands there, and somebody asked me to do a segment for radio and TV about produce. At that time, the green grocer, Joe Carcioni, back in the years before the green grocer passed away, a few years before that. So I did, and little by little, it just grew. Yeah. And never with, that, never with a script, put the camera on, yeah. hold a melon, Orange. Talk about the melon. And talk about the selection of tips, yeah. storage, nutritional value, best way to cook it. Yeah. And it took off. Right. And then from there, I went into the uh, food business with olive oils from Italy, pasta sauces, all yeah. kinds of items. Okay. All right. And that's your, that's your day job now, right? Yeah, it's my day job. <laughs> and it's uh, very challenging, but very, very rewarding and fun. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking earlier about your shipments being stuck. So what's what's happening there? Well, during COVID, we were very lucky. Our business grew, uh, like all food business in the retail world. Grew. Yeah. If you were on the other side of the fence, you're in the food industry world, restaurants, uh, it was very challenging. You were shut down. Right. There was really no work for you to do, period. Right. We were on the other side where we our business grew. But it could have went the other way, too. You never know. So I always yeah. tell my team and my my uh, my family, don't say we're doing very good. Just say we've been fortunate because yeah. we were fortunate. Nobody got smarter overnight. And the yeah. company tripled. Yeah. We just were able to supply our customers with product. Right. And the stuff was flying off the shelves. So little by little, it just started growing and started growing and started growing with our private label arm. And... It was doing fine, but lately with all these logistical problems around the world with containers and and just trying to find people to move product, truck, trucking companies trying to find drivers, drivers yeah. just to pick product up. It's been challenging, but everybody's in the same boat. Yeah. Everybody. Just yeah. it's not as easy as it used to be, but it's still fun. <laughs> yeah. It's still fun. So did you not have any supplying supply chain issues from Italy? Because I, I understood they shut down hard they shut down hard but yeah. not for food so they were that that was their essential. that was there because it's essential yeah. a lot of product comes from italy especially northern italy and sicily we're getting a lot of our product from yeah and if they would have shut that down it would people would you couldn't fill supermarkets all through europe and a lot of product from italy of course is here yeah so being essential food being essential in california and the rest of the world also in italy but it was scary because i thought like you said, yeah. it's going to shut down. And I remember watching Trump on TV one time saying, we're going to shut down trade out of Italy because <laughs> Italy at that time, right around the factory where some of our product is, that destroyed with the COVID. I mean, they, it was terrible. There's yeah. small little towns in Piedmont, small little towns. Yeah. So I said, shut down the trade? Oh, boy. But then they retracted and said, no, not the food trade containers coming in. That's still okay. Yeah. I go, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That worked out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so the trade stayed open. 
and it things were a little bit slower getting out because a lot of the factories could not put all their employees in at one time. They would do eight-hour shifts okay. three times a day, but yeah. less employees, obviously. Instead of having 25 or 50 or 100, yeah. they would cut, cut that it. by a third yeah. for safety. All right. We um, were talking earlier that I, I never really thought much about it, but your supply comes via ship just because of the mass quantity. Sure, yeah. sure. Containers. So, containers. So when it comes from Italy, how long does that take in a normal? On a normal West, West Coast, five to six weeks, which isn't that bad. Uh, East Coast, two and a half to three weeks. Okay. Right now, 12 weeks to the West Coast <laughs> and maybe four or five weeks to the East Coast. Okay. So it really, yeah. and when your supply dries up, it's hard to get the stuff off the ship. But you just got to keep enough inventory, which we have, and yeah. it's just hard to replenish a lot of times. Right, right. But we're get, we still haven't cut a PO. POs are all still coming. Yeah. Everything's going well. Yeah. We just, the headache is trying to get, right, get it course. back in the warehouse, fill up the warehouses. Yeah. So what's your product line? You said olive oils? We have avocado oil, mm-hmm. uh, Tantillo avocado oil. We uh, do a lot of private label avocado oil for the major chains. We have pasta sauce from Torino, Italy, which I apologize I didn't bring you any. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. I am. I'm just I thinking do, about actually, it. So. I, well, yeah, I'm talking about my stuff. I'm not bringing it here. Danielle, can you believe? we don't? Da- Danielle, I'm so sorry. I told her outside I should have brought it. <laughs> um, we have pasta sauce from Italy. We have California olive oil, uh, lemon and lime juices from Sicily that you see in the produce department. Artichoke hearts from Italy. It's California sun-dried tomatoes. A lot of the antipastas from Italy, caponata, dried peppers, uh-huh. olive spreads, a total of about 40 items. Okay. All right. Um, avocado oil from Italy? No. Avocado okay. oil is here. California. California. That makes more sense. California. Okay. About 75% of our products is from Italy. Yeah. The other 25% is from California. California olive oil. We yeah. don't do Italian olive oil anymore. Just California. Yeah. And a lot of avocado oil. We started something with avocado oil. Because I got into that business about five, six years ago, where it's just started to take off, but not a lot of people had it on the shelf. There's two companies, yeah, and then it really started picking up with the keto plan and people yes. cooking with it, high heat point, the flavor right. profile. So I got together with my team and we go, what can we go with this? Avocado is avocado oil, so we started with infused avocado oil, Ooh. lemon, garlic, and red pepper. Oh. So when you pour it out, because avocado is kind of bland. Yeah. Right? It's a cooking oil. Yeah. It's a vegetable oil. Right. Basically, it's cooking oil. So we add a flavor to it. And we're one of the only ones in the country with that. So it really started huh. taking off. And we just take that little niche and, yeah. and grew it. So sign me up for some of that, too. Yes, I'll, get, I'll bring you some avocado oils. Because I was going to ask, and I, you kind of already answered the question. It seems like there's been a big, um, like at our house, we have right. avocado oil, cooking point. Um, High heat point. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I don't know, my wife says it's healthier, so I'm just going to go with it. That's what they say. <laughs> but a good extra virgin olive oil is yeah. really good for you. Yeah. Do you cook with extra virgin olive oil? I do at a, um, when I'm a medium heat stir fry. Right. Um, and a, or if I'm going to bake like roast vegetables okay. at a, at a you know, maybe 325, 350 with some balsamic. Right, And right, then right. extra virgin olive oil. Now, do you finish your dish with extra virgin olive oil? No. Try to... F- Start with extra virgin olive oil yeah, and finish with extra virgin olive oil. So by finishing, it's done cooking. Done cooking. It's almost like a condiment. Ah. Just put a little bit on top. They're yeah. good extra virgin olive oil. Yeah. Not the blends. Yeah. They're really good ones. A little pricey, but they're good. Yeah. It refreshes the whole dish. 
A lot of times you start with something when you cook with it, yeah. and you want to end with it. Because when you heat it up, the acidity level goes up. Yeah. So it's not extra virgin olive oil anymore. It's just oil. Okay. So you, the cold oil, pressed olive oil or just regular olive oil on top when it's done yeah. changes the whole dish. All right. All right. So here's a, a basic question. Sure. And I actually don't know the answer. Okay. Extra virgin olive oil. What, did, what does that even mean? The acidity level. <laughs> acidity level being very, very, very low. Okay. And uh, a good way to tell when you go into a restaurant and they give you an olive oil plate. Yeah. Look at it. If it's got, it should be green, correct? Yeah. Run your finger, index finger, any finger you want, yeah. down the middle of that olive oil. Okay. If it closes up slowly, very slow, it's great oil. Okay. If it closes up like this, yeah. very quickly, it's a blend oil, which means it's got canola, sunflower. It's a blended oil, which a lot of people, it's cost savings. Yeah. It doesn't taste that bad, but it's yeah. not extra virgin olive oil. So just, do that test. I was at a restaurant, I'm not going to mention the name, a couple days ago, <laughs> high-end restaurant Laguna Beach. Yeah. Super high-end. Yeah. So they had great bread, reminded yeah. me of Sullivan Street Bakery yeah. bread. I you think know, I know what you're talking about. Go ahead. Crusty bread. <laughs> yeah. So I go, have some olive oil. They brought out the olive oil, and and I said, uh, I looked at it, I go, eh, the color, and I went like that, it closed up. And the next day I told somebody the gym who knew the chef yeah. there. I'm not going to yeah. mention the name. They said, oh, no, they must have made a mistake. They really do have good olive oil. It's just a good way of testing yeah. it. Did, like, so um, I want to learn your personality here. Did you, yeah. did you like, send it back? Did no, you, no, no, I didn't send it did back. Did you eat it? No, I didn't <laughs> eat it. I didn't eat it. But, uh, you know, it's like that bad for you. It's just yeah. my taste buds a little bit different for olive oil. That's all. I mean, it's not, yeah. nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. It just wasn't, I expected, yeah. just a good olive oil okay. when you're paying. That kind of money for yeah. a plate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, organic, non-organic. Are you? Do you play in both worlds? Uh, we do organic olive oil. Uh, organic is big. It's growing. Yeah. Uh, a lot of product from Italy is naturally like non-GMO. Yeah. Most of Europe does not grow product like we grow in the United States. Right. So they don't even say non-GMO because they it's don't a need standard. To. We put it on there. So, <laughs> but you don't need. If you're in Italy, you don't need to put that on there because they don't use it. Most of the stuff out of Europe is cleaner. Right. It's different. They growing styles, uh, everywhere from the the chicken to the beef to any yeah. of the produce items. It's just a different way how they do it. They don't do it by the mass. Right. Like we do here. Right. Different style, and they, their plates are much smaller at a restaurant than right. we have here. Yeah. Yeah. Do you go back to Italy often? Back I in go about times? three or four times a year, but last oh. year. I couldn't go because yeah. it was a very bad situation there. Thank God the, none of my family in Sicily got, you know, oh, hurt good. or infected. And yeah. and everybody knew in northern Italy was fine, so we're very blessed. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Do you, um, are you a good cook as well? I like to cook. My yeah. chef just love to cook. Yeah. Love to cook. I cook on TV a lot of time with the anchors. And yeah. At home, my wife does a lot of the cooking. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I like it better that way. What makes a good pasta sauce? Just the ingredients. That's it. Yeah. It's the ingredients of using a nice base to start with, a nice sofrito, which is like olive oil. Then you heat it up a little bit. You put the aromatics in there, the carrots, the onions, the celery. You know when to time that. You put in the right tomato in there and just let it simmer for a while. And it's not a lot. Not a lot to do. It's just all about ingredients and time. So you make your own sauce? 
Yes, yeah. we do. But I also buy my own sauce. Yeah. I buy that before I make it. So it's a lot easier to open the jar and pour it out. <laughs> I'll say. You seem pretty driven. Were you? Have you always been this way? Yes, I'm very competitive. Yeah. I don't like to lose in anything, especially in business, against our competition. Yeah. It's just one thing that I grew up with. Uh, I had fruit stands at the San Jose flea market in the 80s and the 90s where your competition was not down the street, but it was two inches away, <laughs> Yeah, farmer's market. Yeah. Here's your fruit stand, there's yeah. the other fruit stand. So you kind of learn about competition, you know, drive yourself to make sure you're better than the guy that's right there. Yeah. So c- the customer, all you have to do is take one foot the other way and he's yeah. shopping somebody out, someplace else. So, so what does 15-year-old Tony do when this when his competitor is two inches away from him selling the same oranges? Well, I'll try to display it better. Okay. <laughs> and make a nice, bigger display, signs a little bit bigger, try to get them a little bit on the price. Yeah. And uh, just old-fashioned way, hawk it. <laughs> Three pounds for a dollar and give them samples. Yeah. Anything possible. Yeah. Yeah. Do whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. All right. Did you ever go to business school or? No, no, no. No, no need. I didn't, I didn't go to college. Yeah, no need. No, I did. I don't know. I, my, all my kids did. Graduated yeah. from universities. You know, I got yeah. three beautiful children, three beautiful grandchildren. Yeah. Married to the same woman for 37 years. Very, been very fortunate in the family life, extremely. Yeah. Um, but when I was growing up, we went to work. So I was working at the flea market in the weekends when I was just a kid, and my father had the fruit stands, and I took them over when I was 18 years old. And then right when I got my driver's license, now my father looked at me as a delivery boy. Not, you know, delivery time. Yeah. Load the truck with bananas and make the deliveries. So three, four days a week, I get up at 2 o'clock in the morning, go make deliveries, and then drive to school, to go to high school. Wow. After I was 16 years old, when yeah. I got my license. At 7.30, I was in school. Fell asleep a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what we did. Yeah. My father came here with nothing, and just yeah. that's how we're able to drive in business. And yeah. you get your ups and downs. Sometimes the downs are better than the ups because you learn and you, you learn. learn. And you learn. You Actually, learn. That's why I tell everybody. Yeah. It's very important sometimes to take a hit. It's how you get out of it. Exactly. It's what you do in, during the challenging times. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, and you were talking about work ethic earlier, and so I think that's that's pretty apparent as well. Well, you got to be honest, handshake. Yeah. One of the biggest contracts I've ever had is done with my handshake because my reputation was there. Yeah, that's the most important thing. Yeah, you say you're gonna do something, do it. Right. That's all. Right. No excuses. <laughs> you must have some pretty good stories. With, um, probably more on the on the television side. So, any come to mind? audience would love to hear television side did a lot of live television uh sometimes you had to do with some of the crazies but not not a lot of you know stories that would pop out the very first time i started doing tv i was so scared that i wanted to you know just you know some, some breaking news anything get me out of here <laughs> yeah but um no but tv's been pretty good it, you just learn how, when I first started cooking on the air, you learn how the timing of it is, where you got two and a half minutes to make a dish, so you gotta start starting a lot of stuff before, yeah. but the, the biggest part of that whole two and a half minutes is the final plate. So when you plate it, it's gotta be perfect. Anything before that does not make a difference. It's yeah. that 
that shot at the end. Yeah, it's how you finish. It's how you finish. <laughs> it's how you finish. And, you know, we learned that and did a lot of produce tips in farmer's markets, supermarkets all over the country. And pretty fortunate with that. Nothing, uh, yeah. wish I could tell you some great stories, my friend, but yeah. uh, I don't have any when it comes yeah. to that. No bloopers? No. No, well, uh, bloopers? No, I can't believe it. What? Yeah, no bloopers. You've, no you've, blo no, you've told me before, no script ever. Ever. And never a blooper? Ever. And if I do, if I had a blooper, I would just smile. <laughs> you know, like, oh, I didn't mean to say that. You know, I mean, yeah. there's nothing. Yeah. No. No, I don't know how that happens either because sometimes I like to use foul language. Yeah. Sometimes. Really? Yeah. Well. Sometimes it comes out and sometimes, <laughs> thank God it never has. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I've been, got a lot of experience with, with food products and going to get things and going yeah. to Mexico, look at the products and, you know, a lot of experience there. A lot of great stories there. I don't know if I can yeah. say them on the air, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, no, it, it's it's been fun. It really has been. Yeah. Yeah. So what are um, so you you said you've run into some challenges and we all learned from that. But like, what are some lessons that you've learned over this time? The lessons that I've learned over this time is when you say something is done, wait till it's done. You know, one thing I've learned when you deal with a lot of people is okay, we're going to finish this off, and at the end it look like this. And sometimes you, I'm not saying this, you know, monetize wise, you take it to the bank and just as a saying, you take it to the bank, but you don't take it to the bank until the check is done, the piece of paper signed, the container landed. I mean, there's so many things that could change between doing a handshake or put a deal together. There's so many obstacles there. Right. And you learn to expect them. You learn when they come, how to handle them. And the main thing is, you know, keep your temper down. <laughs> So the biggest biggest thing I've learned is just keep your temper down. You have a temper? A little bit. <laughs> keep your temper down and be patient, but uh, just expect things to come that way. Yeah, It's not always going to be perfect. Right. Expect it. Always challenges. It's how you handle those challenges. Yeah. That's what I've learned. So hope for the best and Hope for, for the best. If the worst comes, just yeah. handle it. Yeah. That's all. And yeah. don't be scared of it. Don't ever be, you know, I'm not going to take this. I'm not going to answer this. Don't be scared of anything. Just right. take care of it. Right. Put it to bed. All yeah. right. Good lesson. Um, what would Tony tell his five-year-old self? My five-year-old self? Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. I never heard That's a good question. You're not going to be six feet tall. Because <laughs> I was the shortest kid in the class. I thought I was going to be the tallest one day. That never happened. <laughs> So what would Tony tell a five-year-old self? I guess life's going to be good. Just be patient, yeah. you know, yeah. but don't change. Yeah. Don't change. Don't, don't change. change your personality. Be yourself. Be yourself. Yeah. And don't listen to people tell you to change. Yeah. Because a lot of times that comes your way. Well, if you do it this way, if you change this way, yeah. like I was telling you about the script, when I started in TV, they put a script up. They said, script. So. I'm reading this thing on a teleprompter, and this gentleman, John Severino, he's who run ABC, then he went to CBS. He was at the station at KPX that day. Runs upstairs, right at right, commercial break. What are you doing? I go, John, I'm reading off a script. He goes, who put something on the script for Tony? Who put something on the teleprompter? Well, the, the producer's writers did. He goes, yeah. I don't want nobody writing for him. He put me off to the side. He goes, you just be you. 
And if someone says you talk with your hands too much, keep talking with your hands. If someone says, <laughs> you know, your language sometimes, you know, yeah. the way you verse, the way you say things, yeah. let it go. Just be yourself. And that was the best lesson yeah. I've ever learned in that world. Right. Just be yourself. That's a great compliment too, actually. Oh, yeah. yeah, it is. Someone have that is. much I thought, faith I thought he was going to throw me out that day. <laughs> and instead of went up. <laughs> you went yeah. not. Um, you know, I, I see you at the gym in the morning, so I know you have a bit of a routine. What is your what is your kind of your daily routine look like? Are you are you regimented like Very. throughout? Okay. Very. Let's hear it. Uh, I really enjoy I'm gonna be sixty four in a few months. Uh, sixty three now, obviously. And I've been working out my whole life. So the first thing I do when I get up in the morning is I just get ready to go to the gym. You're there before me. You're done when I show up, by the way. <laughs> Uh, so I get to the gym about 7.30, 8.30, and I make sure that all the conference calls, everything I have to do, I want to wait because I can now. Yeah. So I'll that. wait till the, yeah. after. I get my nice workout in. I take a nice sauna, steam. Watch my. I always watch what I've been eating. I try to keep myself healthy. Go to the office, check on some stuff. Go to supermarkets, look at the products out there, conference calls, et cetera. And then by 3, 4 o'clock, I'm usually home, sitting outside or at the beach, and I like to have a nice cigar and a scotch and yeah. reflect on the day. There's my day. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we should all hope to have a day like that. <laughs> That's my day. That's my relaxation time, my yeah. cigar and scotch. Yeah. yeah. Very nice. Very nice. And you said your wife does the cooking. She does the cooking. She's also the CFO of the company. She's also my right-hand person. Everything. Yeah. yeah. Everything. Kind of scary. She controls the money. <laughs> no, I'm okay with that. Has there been a book that has influenced you, like more than anything? No, not really. I uh, read a few books. I'm not a. I never was really into reading books yeah. a lot. No, just life. Just life yeah. in general and people. People yeah. influence me. Okay. Watching people I've hung around with, people I admire, how how their ethics are how they are with other people. I'm more influenced by a person than by a book or a movie or a TV or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, good, good words. Um, what's your best purchase under $100? My best purchase under 100 bucks. Glenn Levitt 18, I found the one time for $95. <laughs> That's a scotch, right? That's a scotch. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Right. No, I've got pretty under hundred bucks. Could you buy a lot of good things for under hundred bucks these days? No, that's why I asked. Yeah, so it's got to be something yeah. that that. Uh, some nice shoes I bought the other day, about ninety eight dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not too much. All right, not too much. <laughs> uh, what's your guilty pleasure? My scotch. Your scotch and your scotch, cigar. That's my guilty pleasure. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's, that's it. That's I'm very, all you got. That's all I got for you. I. It's all I got. That's all. That's it. Yeah. Sometimes you know, not every day, but yeah. sometimes I'll have a scotch and two or a nice. Yeah. I I really love a nice scotch. I do a lot of research on scotch. I really love a nice cigar. I yeah. do. I got a beautiful humidor. I, I really enjoyed them. Enjoyed them for the last 10, 15 years. Started yeah. learning about them and and it's my time. And I made a lot of great friends in like a nice cigar lounge in New York or here. Yeah. Or we just sit back and just have a cigar and talk about life. It, it's kind of like an equalizer when you're yeah. in a lounge having a cigar and a drink because no matter what the person next to you does, it makes no difference. Yeah. And I like that. I don't like 
you know, people saying that I have this, I have this, I drive this. I'm the first guy to walk away. <laughs> Just be a good person. Yeah. Hang on, we have a drink. Yeah. Smoke, whatever you want to do. Yeah. I don't want to know what you got. Yeah. You know, you could be a landscaper. You could be just, you know, I don't yeah. care. You like but, good scotch, you like a cigar, you're yeah. in. <laughs> you're, you're in. You're just, let's just talk about life. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, Tony, how can people like reach you, your your product? How does that work? Uh, just because my products are in supermarkets and Albertsons and the pavilions around here. Uh, all the Albertsons chain, uh, different banners that they have around the country, Kroger's, and so Tantilla products, and then tantillafoods.com. Okay. That's all. All right. All right. Well, I appreciate you taking the time. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you. I knew, Thank it, was, you. I knew it was going to be hard to get you My to talk. My first podcast. <laughs> Were you able to get anything in, by the way? A word? Yeah. Or two? Yeah, you did good. Yeah. Oh, I got you talking. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I want to thank everyone who has tuned in. We look forward to being in the studio next week. Cheers. Tune in next week for the latest edition of the Zanbergen Report, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Catch up on our recent shows by visiting podcast.bartzanbergen.com. The Zanbergen Report is also available on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Interested in being a featured guest on our show or have a question you'd like to hear us answer? Email podcast at bartzanbergen.com. The contents of this podcast episode do not constitute an offer of securities or a solicitation of an offer to buy securities and may not be relied upon in making an investment decision related to any investment offering Access Wealth Management LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Access does not warrant the accuracy or completeness of the information contained herein. Opinions are our current opinions and are subject to change without notice. Prices, quotes, rates are subject to change without notice. Generally, investments are not FDIC insured, not bank guaranteed, and may lose value. Brokerage services are offered through to Sarah Capital, member FINRA.